Hey everybody, it's your girl, your sis, your host, Cheryl Shoemake, and this is the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. The mic is hot, so let's get started. Hello, Stepmom Sanity family. Welcome to this episode of the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest speaking on a very sobering topic. And, and you know, um, I'm quite looking forward to getting into it, actually. You know, step families are built on hope, of course, but are formed because there has been a loss of some sort, uh, whether that loss is through death or divorce or separation. And as stepmoms, we are likely co-parenting children who are grieving in some respect. That being said, there's a different level of grief encountered when your bonus child loses a parent. We experienced this in my own family, Prior to Jonathan and I getting married, my first husband died a year before our marriage, and uh, we had already been divorced uh, a couple of years prior to that, but it was still very difficult for my daughter, and Jonathan did just an exceptional job being a parent to her while honoring her father as well. Our guest today is acquainted with this particular dynamic, and she's here to help stepmoms who are co-parenting grieving children. Gayla Grace serves on staff with Family Life Blended, a division of Family Life. She's the founder founder of Step Parenting with Grace and the co-founder of Sisterhood of Stepmoms. She is a writer, speaker, and coach on Step Family Life and is passionate about equipping blended families. She holds a master's degree in psychology and counseling and is the author of Step Parenting with Grace, a devotional for blended families. And I want you to know that I have gotten so much out of that. So thank you for serving us in that way. As a matter of fact, that particular book, Gala, was used as one of the resources for our swag bag for our stepmom of the year. So I, I'm really excited that uh, that um, that we were able to do that, that we were able to bless a, a stepmom with that. Uh, Thank Gala, you for that, Cheryl. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Gala is also the co-author of Quiet Moments for the Stepmom Soul and Unwrapping the Gift of Stepmamly step family peace. Gayla and her husband, Randy, have been married since 1995 in a his, hers, and ours family. She is bio mom to three and step mom to two young adults. Gayla and Randy are recent empty, empty nesters, and I know that joy. It is to be celebrated at every turn. They make their home in Conway, Arkansas. Gayla, welcome so much. We're so thankful you were able to join us today. Thank you. I am so glad to be here and just honored to serve in this role in this capacity. So thank you for having me. You can tell that you, you, you are definitely passionate and you definitely feel honored and you do this to the glory of God. It is so very evident in what you write and how you conduct your ministry and how, and how open and available you are. So we are very appreciative to you and we thank God for you. We really do. Thank you. You're welcome. So I want to take a moment to find out about you before we jump into our subject today. Tell us a little bit about your blended family and, and tell us also how did your passion to encourage and empower stepmoms develop? Well, you mentioned that my husband and I married in 1995, so that means we've been married 25 years. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. When we married, I had two young girls. My girls were three and five, and my husband Randy's kids were five and 10, and we both had custody of our kids. So we went instantly from, both of us, from two kids to four. 
that was a pretty big adjustment, even though I love being a mom, it's a little different. The more kids that are in your home, kind of the more dynamics that you deal with. And then six years into our marriage, we had a child together, our son, Nathan. So that's the only child we have together. But that's where you can hear the his, hers, and ours comes about. And I became passionate really about serving step families because of the journey we have walked, Randy and I's early years, really, I want to say the first decade was much, much harder than we anticipated. I grew up in a traditional home. So mm -hmm. I was not acquainted with sit family dynamics. I really came in just not expecting how difficult it would be and just felt like I kind of floundered for a lot of years. And, you know, remember now this is 25 years ago. We didn't right. have all the resources that we have now. We didn't have all of Ron Deal's great books that right. can help us. <laughs> And so it did just feel much harder than we anticipated. And because of that, I am just passionate about helping to educate and empower step couples so that there are some tools that help. And if we had known that early on, I think it would have helped our journey in that first decade. So I just want to, I want to help provide those tools for others and then just also encourage and, and empower step parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I find the more I talk to people in this space, that is the overarching theme that we were looking for help and support. We couldn't find help and support or the help and support that we did find. We needed a little bit more. And, and the Lord tapped us on the shoulder and said, why don't you be the answer to the prayer that you're praying? You know, which is typically the case. It, right. it really is typically right. the case. So I do have one quick question for you. There's a six year gap between your children. And, and this is so off topic, but I wanted I want to find out because we don't have an Irish children. When we got married, our children asked us, were you going to have an Irish? Are you going to have a baby? Are you going to give us a little brother or a little sister? And um, we said at the time, no, we're not going to do that. But I've often wondered, like when there's a, a significant age gap, like how the integration of an hours baby helps the family bond. Can you speak to that a little bit? And then I want to talk to you about our subject today. Yes, I want to say it was intentional to have a gap like that because there were so many dynamics that my husband and I were trying to work through with the four kids in our home. And so it didn't seem like it would be fair to just quickly right off the Yes, there are some unique challenges when there is a gap like that. I remember, especially on vacations, uh, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody wants to do the same thing because everybody is different in age and there has to be a lot of compromise. But the other thing that happened for us is our son ended up having more than one mom because <laughs> he had several older sisters and girls in particular. I feel like God gives us a nurturing spirit and they had that. And so to this day, our son, Nathan will say, I grew up with three moms. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that he's so good natured about it. So a lot of young He men. still has that, you know, those big sisters looking after him. Yes. <laughs> he, is, he is, but he's had plenty of mothering. <laughs> 
Good for him and good for you. You titled your book, um, Step Parenting with Grace. And there's a saying that I have around here, keep stepmomming in grace. I do believe that grace is particularly necessary um, in that it's, I always say it's God's ability to do in and through us what we cannot do on our own. What's the value of grace in blended families? Oh my goodness, there's so much value that I have found. And I want to take it back to scripture first, because if you scripture, it's from the Lord. It's not something that we deserve as, as we tie it to salvation. And just think about the undeserved gift that God gave us. And when you carry that over to blended families, you know, sometimes we may not want to offer grace to our husband or maybe mm -hmm. a stepchild or even our, a biological child. Maybe we think they don't deserve it or they've just been really difficult. And yet we hear in the back of our head, grace, should I, you know, how do I offer grace in this situation? But I always come back to you know, I don't deserve the grace that God gave me. I, I don't deserve it. And yet God gave yes. it to me anyway. And I think we have to be mindful of that in our step families, that even if we don't feel like our stepkids deserve it or our husband deserves it, we still need to consider how to offer grace uh, during, hard, during hard seasons. Because I just have found that Grace kind of takes the rough edges off of some of those relationships when we offer it um, in sincerity in a way to try to mend relationships and work through when, when maybe there's been a hurt or a wound. Yes, yes. And I find that grace is particularly necessary when, um, when you have what some may consider to be external circumstances that have huge impact on the people in your family, like losing a parent for a child. Um, right. How did it come about that you found yourself step-parenting grieving children? So for us, it was a little different in that my husband was divorced from his wife uh, when we married. And so we came into the family. My stepkids did have their mom uh, as a you know regular mom to them. But when we had been married about seven years, she was diagnosed with cancer and she died a year later. So it was really quite quickly that it happened. My stepkids were 14 and 19 at the time. So very vulnerable ages, if you think of that, to lose their mom. And at the time, they both were living with her. I really see it as God's provision to give them some special time with her before she passed away because she lived out of state from us. They were teenagers. Uh, my stepson had just been there maybe a year because they had been in our home uh, quite a bit also. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, so then when they lost their mom, then of course you have different dynamics that come into play. My stepdaughter had already started college where she was at. And so, you know, there were just all kinds of decisions and things that we had to talk about regarding, would we let the kids stay where they're at? Or are we going to move them back to us? But of course, for our stepson at 14, we felt he needed to come back and live with, with us. He did have a stepdad in the home uh, with his mom. They had married, mm -hmm. uh, but especially my husband just felt that he wanted to finish raising his son. I mean, there was really no reason for us not to. And yes. so that's how it happened that we ended up, he did move back into our home 
with us and then our other kids um, after losing his mom. And that was pretty hard. I mean, obviously the kids in our home had a, a biological mom, you know, and mm -hmm. he didn't. And so that really affected just the, the dynamics of the home and it affected all of us, honestly. You know, I imagine even as you are supporting your, your bonus children and you're supporting your spouse and you're supporting their mom, you had your own emotions that you needed mm -hmm. to deal with. So how did you process your own emotions and remain sensitive to the needs of your children given your role? Yeah, you know, I think about one thing I did during that time, I was part of a neighborhood prayer group, and it was just a group of ladies who met once a week, and we talked about what was going on in our home, how we needed prayer, and those women were such a stronghold for me during that time, and the other thing I want to say is it wasn't convenient to meet with these women once a week. Life was mm -hmm. busy with a bunch of kids in our home. But I made it a priority. We met on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. Because that was the only time. Everybody in that group was moms. Mm -hmm. And that was the only way that we could make it work. We met for one hour. We were very timely. And, and it was just down the street for me. And so it really helped me to know those women were praying for me. I could reach out to them even during the middle of the week when I needed to, if there were circumstances that came up. And so that was definitely one thing that I felt helped keep me grounded was just staying connected to the Lord, obviously, but mm -hmm. also asking others to pray for our situation and, and pray for me on hard days, but also pray for our, our, my stepkids. You know, the other thing that I tried to do was consider the journey they were on also. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I do feel sometimes as stepmoms, we get caught up in our own emotions and how hard the stepmom role is. Yes. And I don't want to negate that because it is hard. But the thing that I also had to work at was considering what my stepkids were going through because their journey was hard too. And that helped me be empathetic toward them. Right. But isn't that part of our our calling as believers in Christ? If if they were not your your stepchildren and they were the children of your neighbor down the street, you would be empathetic. You would be supportive. You would you would love them. Uh, you would reach out to them because that's our that's our call as that's part of the ministry that we've been given just as everyday believers in Jesus Christ. And I think if we can keep our role as stepmoms locked into that identity that I am first and foremost, a, a daughter redeemed by the blood of Jesus called by God to disciple others and mm -hmm. to love others, then it will help us navigate the more difficult spaces in being a stepmom. Would you say that's right? fair. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a quick break and we have a couple of more questions for you. And then we're going to have you wrap up and pray for our audience. And so everyone, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do it. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Hey 
everybody. This is Cheryl, and I wanted to take a moment to invite you to visit us at stepmomsanity.com. Become a member and enjoy discounts on our merchandise, our retreats and conferences, our books, and so much more. Also, as a member, you'll get exclusive access to our quarterly We're Better Together virtual gatherings, our webinars by experts in every area from estate planning to fun vacays with your family. You'll also get access to free downloads, our prayer gatherings, and so much more. Membership is free, but it's not cheap. What you waiting for? Join us on the journey. Thank you so much for continuing to hang out with us. We are chatting with Gayla Grace, speaker, author, staff member of Family Life Blended and mom in a blended family of five adult children. We're chatting with her about parenting the grieving child. Before the break, Gayla, you were telling us how you found your, 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 yourself at this place on this journey and some of the things that you did to um, ensure that you were supported as well as you supporting children and can you just take a moment to to tell us how important it is for caretakers to be taken care of you know we sometimes we throw around the words in the christian community it's looked at as being selfish when we talk about self-care but the reality is, if we're not taking care of ourselves, especially as stepmoms, then we can't do a good job of taking care of those who really have been put in, in our circle to take care of. And so I don't consider it selfish. Now, of course, there has to be a balance to that. But I do believe that we have to refill our tank at times. And that's going to look different for different people. For me, as somebody who kind of recharges my battery in my own space, not with having a bunch of people around me, then I have to be aware at times that I need to pull back. When we had all those kids in our home, there were times I went to my bedroom and I shut the door and that meant, okay, guys, I'm off limits here for a little bit. I'm mm -hmm. trying to recharge my battery. I might go read a devotional book. I might sit and pray. I might take a hot bath. I mean, it just depends on the day. But there were definitely things that I knew I had to do in order to stay strong and stable and grounded to do the work that God had called me to do. As a mom, a wife, a stepmom, you know, we wear a lot of hats. Yes. And, and there are times that we need to pull back to take care of ourselves. I would say we need at least, at least, 30 minutes a day to pull back and spend some time with the Lord, if nothing else, to, to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. um, and just on, just as a natural course of life. And then you, you throw in step family dynamics and you throw in all of the other things that we face in the world. And we probably need a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, and I think we might have to add that sometimes uh, when we do that might not be the most convenient time for us. You know, like mm -hmm. I mentioned my prayer group that met at 6am. Yeah, I would have loved to have met at 10am, but mm -hmm. that wasn't an option. So I just think that we have to be intentional to do what works for us. And it might might require getting up a little early, taking time away from something that we want to do. You know, the other thing when we had a bunch of kids in our home is I pulled back from doing things in the evenings. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, during the week, 
it just worked better for me to be home, to be there for the dinner hour, the bath hour, the homework hour, all of those things that go on. And that was just a, that was a decision that I made and it, and it was helpful for, right. you know, for our growing family. Right. Each season comes with its own sets of priorities and we need right. to adjust accordingly. We really do. Exactly. And there will be a season when you don't have to do that. And you and I are in that yes. season, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So if I want to go shopping at seven o'clock at night. I can. You can. That's right. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. So I want to get back to our the topic of our conversation. And I know it's different with every person, of course. We had a different dynamic going on in our home after um, Kayla lost her father. Jonathan and I weren't married at that point. And then when we got married, there was some time that, that had elapsed between my first husband's death and the time we got married. And then Jonathan, again, was just so very supportive of her and of her memory of her father as well. But what are some of the common impacts that you mentioned, like in your home, your son was the um, only one who wasn't calling someone mom in the mm -hmm. home and how that impacted your family. What are some of the common impacts on our relationships, on our families when a bonus child loses their, for us, for stepmoms, loses their mom? Well, I think it's normal to realize that they have this loyalty conflict in their mind. Mm -hmm. So for my stepson to love me, what does that mean when his mom is no longer here? Mm -hmm. And they naturally have this image of their parent that they've lost that is just an, an angelic image. But you know what? We're not angels, right? That's right. And so sometimes that creates a barrier in the relationship. And in our situation, you know, we had been married long enough that some good relationships began to form. But then all of a sudden, it seemed like, you know, kind of they would, would put their hands up or, or a little bit of a, a barrier. Because now what does it mean if I continue to love stepmom, but my mom's no longer here? And mm -hmm. So I, I just think we have to be sensitive and not take it personally when stuff like that happens, because really that wasn't about me in that situation. That was about my stepkids dealing with their grief and allowing them to take whatever time they needed to deal with that grief, even though it meant that there was some fallout that I dealt with naturally, really that all of our family dealt with. But it was very understandable. I mean, my goodness, I can't imagine losing my mom when I'm 14 or 19. Right. And right. so I just tried to, I tried to keep that in the forethought all the time. Um, right. Just how significant that was for these kids. Right. I would say stepmomming is a graduate level course in in Christ likeness in learning how to really be empathetic and see the person beyond the issue and, and keep our eyes focused on the heart of the matter. Exactly. Uh, yes. So right. but but what do you say to a grieving bonus child, how do you encourage them, especially if they are caught up in conflict of loyalties and they're essentially rejecting you or any, any um, empathetic reach you might have towards them? I think that we have to be mindful of maybe specifically what's going on with them for that period of time. So for instance, 
let's say that I know when the kid's mom's birthday was. Okay, so on her birthday, I would be intentional about saying, I bet you're really thinking about your mom today. You mm -hmm. must miss her so much. Do you do you find yourself thinking about her more on her birthday? You know, we just look for ways that they might open up with us because that's kind of neutral. That's not about me. I'm really trying to um, open some conversation and acknowledge their feelings. And so that's another big thing is, you know, we're not trying to fix their hurt. We can't, we cannot fix their hurt, right. but we can acknowledge their feelings. We can say, this must be so hard for you. I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this. And what, so, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut well, you off. And so, yeah, just recognizing that it's not, it's not about fixing the hurt, but it mm -hmm. is about acknowledging the hurt. That's good. That's very good. At, at what point does that become, I don't want to say overkill, but at what point is, is it no longer necessary to be that intentional? Or is that something that you recommend stepmoms do um, in, per, in perpetuity? Well, I think that there's not a black and white answer to that. You know, mm -hmm. I think that that's going to depend on the child. And as you know your stepchild and you know how they process emotions, you will begin to see how they're doing. And even in our own grief, I mean, you know, gosh, when I lost my mom and maybe people think that it, the second Mother's Day, I should feel better about it. Well, you know what? The second, the third Mother's Day was still hard without right. my mom here. Right. And so I, I tried to think about that with my stepkids. And so one of them's a girl, one of them's a boy, and, and they process their emotions so differently. And I just think that we have to be mindful of the personality of our stepchild and yeah, um, be intuitive about what they need and how they're doing. Yes. Very good. Very good. What one thing would you say you did well? <laughs> you know, I stayed the course even on days that were hard. I mean, I didn't run away. I didn't, uh, just say, I can't do this anymore. Now I may have said that at times to my husband mm -hmm. <laughs> and, or to a girlfriend. And I certainly may have felt that, but I think that I tried to lean into my faith and lean into the Lord to give me wisdom. For one thing, I prayed for wisdom a lot. And let me just say to stepmoms, pray for wisdom because yes. being a stepmom is hard, but you know, God will give us wisdom when we pray for it. Scripture tells yes. us that, right? Yes. So I, I do feel like I, I leaned into my faith and walked with the Lord through the ups and downs of, of the step family life. Yes. You know, I, I watched my husband navigate this. This is not something I've had to navigate yet. I have three bonus children and, um, and I have, and I've watched other friends do this with so much grace. And again, with a lot of wisdom, as you said, ask the Lord for wisdom and, and really for, for my husband, just a lot of honor for the space mm -hmm. that um, my first husband occupies in, in my daughter's heart, even though mm -hmm. she calls him dad and she leans on him as a father. What if, but I, I don't know what advice to give to a, a stepmom because I haven't been in that situation. You have, and you are a counselor as well. What advice would you give to those who find themselves parenting grieving stepchildren? 
Well, I think like I've mentioned, just trying to um, show empathy for where they're at and also to know that there are seasons in life. So immediately after the loss is huge and it's very likely they might need some counseling. You know, they may not get everything they need in your home. They may need somebody from an outside space to really speak into their lives. And then I would say keep them in an environment that allows for faith to show up. So for us, when our stepson came back to live with us, we put him in a private Christian school. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that and not everybody has that opportunity, but it gave him a chance to have teachers who prayed for him when he was having hard days. They were very aware of what had happened you know, he had times where he acted out in school mm-hmm. and they pulled him aside and prayed for him instead of just being really harsh. And so I, I just, I would say, be sensitive to how you can surround your stepkids with Christ-like adults who can also be a part of their lives because they need that, especially yes, during their teenage years. They desperately need others speaking into them who they respect and they will listen to yes they do you know the day after my first husband passed away my daughter she was in eighth grade at the time she wanted to go to school and we took her I took her to school late she went to Ann Arbor Christian School as a matter of fact she had been there from kindergarten through eighth grade and um, I had been holding myself together through the entire process, thinking, what do I need to do for Kayla? When we got to the school, she walked into the classroom and without saying a word, every single child stood up, came to her and hugged her. And then the teacher prayed. And that is when I lost it. It is so important for our children to have a village of people who are going to hold them up um, before right. the Lord at the, during a time like that. Yeah, absolutely. It really can make a difference. So I would definitely suggest that. Absolutely. So Gayla, please tell our audience where they might connect with you and any recommended resources that you that you have for them. Well, so my devotional Step Parenting with Grace is a book that I wrote because when I was a new stepmom, I couldn't find a devotional book for a stepmom. I went looking for one and I couldn't find one. So that is a 90-day devotional book that can be found on Amazon or other places where you buy books. And then also I do have a website, galagrace.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and just get other updates or writing projects that I'm working on um, and just can kind of keep in touch with me. And then, and of course, through social media. Uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Pinterest a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can stay connected there also. <laughs> okay, great. And if you've missed that, anyone, it will be in the links and it will be in the description box, the links for, for how to stay connected with Gala. You know, we typically close our broadcast by inviting our guests to pray for our listeners. Would you be so kind as to pray for stepmoms who are trying to be supportive and understanding of their grieving stepchildren? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to minister to stepmoms and particularly those who are um, just trying to shelter and love and support 
grieving stepchildren because that is such a hard dynamic. And Father, I just pray that you would give uh, these stepmoms wisdom, that you would wrap your arms around them, that, that they would sense your presence and that they would sense your comfort during uh, times and days that are hard. Maybe maybe they're experiencing rejection as a stepmom, Lord. And I just pray that that you would help them, help them understand that so often the stepmom journey includes things that really have nothing to do with us, but have a lot to do with what's going on in our stepkids' lives. And we just have to separate from, from those things. And so I do just pray for these stepmoms. I thank you for their heart, their willingness to listen to podcasts and find resources that might be helpful for them. And I just ask that you would help them find just what they need, Lord, during the season of life that they're in. And I thank you for Cheryl, her willingness to have uh, founded Stepmom Sanity and just all that she is doing. And I pray a special blessing over her also, Lord. We just thank you for this day and the opportunity we have to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Gayla. And thank you, family, for tuning in. Don't forget to join us in two weeks for our next broadcast. And until next time, keep stepmomming in grace. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for being with us today. If this podcast has blessed you, don't miss another one. Take a moment to hit that subscribe button. Also, share this podcast with a stepmom needing encouragement. Join us on the journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stepmom Sanity. And don't forget, there's hope for stepmoms who are there, wherever you're there is, from stepmoms who've been there at stepmomsanity.com. We believe in you, sis, and we're here to bless you with what you need to flourish in your God-given role. Until next time, hugs and prayers. 